On today's episode, I'm joined by Trevor Wade, and we're going to talk about the Clash of Champions Finals and the Hunting Beagle Nationals. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Alan Gingrich, uh, Director of Hunting Ops here at United Kennel Club, and I'm joined with uh, or by Trevor Wade. Uh, welcome Trevor, how are you? I'm good, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm going to talk beagles again today. Uh, I know you uh, uh, went with us to the Nationals over in Zanesville, Ohio here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, hopefully you had a good time. It was your first beagle event, right? First hunting, hunting beagle, beagle event. Yeah, I actually had a real good time. Uh, it was nice meeting everybody. Put some faces with names that I hear you talk about or talk to a lot. And uh, it's a great group of uh, guys and gals and, and a bunch of youngsters out there. I really in, enjoyed seeing everybody competing. So Yeah, so what what would you say? What was what didn't you expect? You probably had a vision of, of uh, what you thought might be, a, what a beagle event might look like, but yeah. Was it about what you thought or what? Yeah, you know, it's uh you you mentioned I've been to a to a Beagle Gun Dog event, which is way different than anything I'm used totally to. Totally different. Uh this uh, is very comparable to a Coonown events. Uh we did a lot of stuff the same way. Obviously, uh instead of doing it in the afternoon or evening, we were getting up early in the morning and doing it. But uh, you know, taking the entries and getting all the all the uh scorecards together was the exact same as as what I'm used to and seeing and uh and drawing casts and getting them out there. But those are some man, there's some long days. Uh you're we're getting there at uh at five o'clock and you're still there till nine thirty at night and that's uh some long, long days yeah <laughs> you think a coon hunt is a long day yeah. and a long night sometimes but yeah you're right it's it's these are long days too sometimes so but uh let's get started let's talk we had the uh, clash of champions uh we've uh, on the last couple of episodes we talked about our coon hunt tournament of champions and we have uh a, a similar event for beagles we each call it the clash of champions same concept. These dogs had to get five cast wins in the calendar year, which qualifies them for it. And um, those finals are held on the Thursday before the Hunting Beagle Nationals. Right. That's where we run that off the top 32. But like the Coonons, we have regions. We only have four where they have their choice of what region to go to, and it's prorated. Uh, and we take the top 32 out. So uh, let's start by uh, talking about the Clash of Champions a little bit. Now, you weren't there on Thursday for it, but you showed up the next day to help us with uh, putting on the nationals. But uh, so let's get in, uh, uh, talk about the Clash of Champions first. So like I mentioned, the, the finals were held on Thursday there at, uh, and the hunters all came into Zanesville to the Muskingum County Fairgrounds where we were uh, site of the nationals there. And they signed up on Thursday morning, the top 32 and, and all. But so we drew them from there. And this year we had 148 dogs entered in the zone. Or in the regions, we call them, yeah. Uh, in 2022, we had 98, so that's a nice increase this year. Is that, uh, what's that What's that 148 look like compared to the number of dogs qualified? Well, I think we had right at 170 that were actually qualified, wow. so not bad at all. Wow, so a lot of them that get qualified end up entering. They do, and you have the same thing, you know, females coming in season, you right. know, so it knocks several of those out. Maybe some dogs hurt this or that or whatever. So, but that's not a bad. Uh, that's very not, good. Yeah, entry. very good actually. So, 
been very pleased, you know, from 98 uh, up to 148 that actually entered uh, in the second year. Really pleased with that. So we had regions, the four regions. We had one in Indiana, one in Pennsylvania, uh, Tennessee, and then one out west in Missouri. Uh, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, Nicole uh, Sedlecki from UKC here and I, uh, we talked about uh, those regions, uh, the results of those regions. I think it's episode 47. So folks go back and check out the, that episode. To, we talk a whole lot about that. You right. Know, so uh, uh, you get more information from that. But so going back to uh, these uh, top 32 came to Zanesville on th on Thursday morning. They were there and, and we entered. We drew the cast on Thursday morning. And uh, that morning you talk about uh, getting up early in the morning. Nicole and I had to get up real early because she had uh, she wanted to go get coffee. She had an order in for coffee and donuts and Kalashkis, I think she called <laughs> Kalashkis or something like that. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And I didn't know what that was. She mentioned it in the episode that she was going to get these, but I guess it's a southern thing, a Texas thing, I guess. But it's like a a breakfast sausage or whatever in a kind of like a pig in a blanket or whatever. But so we had all this food and and or I say food, you know, donuts and coffee for the hunters and everything, and tables set up for them. And honestly, they didn't eat very much. He got little, coffee, but a little nervous. Maybe? I think a little nervous. <laughs> I think that was the case. Yeah. I was like, Nicole, they didn't eat very many donuts or anything here, but I think that was the case. But nevertheless, uh, after draw out, we sent everybody out to Tri Valley, which is about 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 a half half an hour from Zanesville there, and every all uh, eight casts hunted off at of Tri Valley. It's a local game area, uh, just outside of Dresden, actually. Uh, but so we sent the cast out there, and we had uh, um, Brian Hartram, Matt Turner, and Dave Hummel. They were out there, kind of working with the cast, taking them to to spots where you know to keep them away from other casts that are running out there. It's a huge, huge area. Yeah, you know. So really appreciate they put a lot of time into uh, kind of uh, picking those spots, and is and, and they even went as far as kind of naming spots for those and. And before we drew casts on cast one, we put a spot down where they were going to go, you know. So everything was as as uh, everything was kind of drawn in that manner, you know. So, but they did a great job with getting all the casts out to those spots. It's a little different format for this one, right? Don't you do uh, uh, you do your first round with your eight four dog casts, and then the next round you actually draw into heads up casts, right? Is. That's yeah. different than what you would normally it is. have. Yeah, so you have in round two, you have obviously have the eight cast winners, and here again they don't need to have plus points to advance, you know, to the next round. Obviously, just like our tournament of champion, we want to advance a dog, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, but the other thing I want to mention, it was supposed to get hot that day on Thursday, 85 degrees was what they were calling for. And it got up to that now, in the morning. It was pretty nice, but come about 11 o'clock, uh, it was up yeah. there already in the eighties and that's warm yeah. to run dogs. Uh, but we ended, Nicole and I ended up going out there after we got the hunters out, had a few other things uh, put together. We, uh, grabbed everything, the, leftover coffee and donuts and set all that up out there at the at Tri-Valley and uh, under a tent, had a tent set up out in like a, a meeting place, like a parking area is where we did it and it worked out great. And that's where the hunters after round one, you know, they all came back there and convened there to uh, redraw and, and get some refreshments and everything. And then they really dug into the donuts and the Kalashkis <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. that all worked out. And then uh, Nicole also went and got uh, Subway sandwiches and chips and drinks. So everybody kind of fed everybody that day. Just a great way to do it. So, yeah, round, uh, round two, like you mentioned, we have uh, uh, eight 
eight winners from round one, and they go out in the heads up, and they then they just hunted one hour there in that heads up round. But that round was tough, just hot, yeah, hot. And you know, and it middle, was directly after round one. You basically it, just come back, reconvene a little bit, and head straight back out. It is, you know, that was probably about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Most of them were yeah. back from the first go around, you know, and, and going better about the time they went out, you know. But that it really got hot, and it was tough running and. And, uh, yeah, but that, but heads up. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the heads up, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so in, uh, cast, uh, cast one, it was, uh, those top eight dogs was, uh, uh, sweet tea, Josh Ware, Mitch Gould. That was handled by, uh, uh, Braden Neely. And, um, let me see here. Drew's, uh, Creek's lady Lula, Adam Banks from West Virginia. Uh, heat him up superstar Josh Ware and Cody Rucker. Uh, and then Adam Banks had another one in there in the top eight. Drew's uh, Creek's Cold Country May, and that dog's been winning quite a bit here lately. Yeah. So not surprised to see her in there. And uh, so, uh, and then also had Shenango White River Bill, a dog that has, uh, he's a Hall of Fame dog. He's done a lot of winning. I think we've talked about him before on this podcast. Got the young handler behind him, he right? He did. He yeah. had Raiden Katanka was handling him. He's a, he's a, uh, Jay Moore's grandson. Yeah, I just a know, young guy. He is maybe what eight, nine, ten yeah. years old. He's not very old. No, not very. He handled Bill in the regions in Pennsylvania, and he made the top thirty-two. And he was handling the dog over there. I think if you go to our results from nationals, I was outside and, and videotaping a little bit. One of them I posted on Beagles of Field. Came around to him. He's sitting on top on the back of a, a truck box or whatever. And I asked, I asked him about his his. Uh, Clash dog or whatever, and asked him what dog he's hunting. He said, Shenango White River Bill. <laughs> That's a great video. <laughs> That's a good one. He's all business. But uh, yeah, so another one was Swamp Masters Trump, Donnie, and Eric Ant from up here in Michigan. And then Nate Butler had uh, Lone Ranger in there, a dog he had in last year as well as back. And then Chad Smith uh, from, uh, he placed second. He was runner up last year in the Clash with a dog named Susie. This year he had uh, Go Bo Go as one of the top dogs. So way they drew out in uh, the second uh, second round was uh, White River Bill and the Lula dog drew out. That was that Raiden Katanka, the young boy. And, and then Michael Banks. Michael is Adam's dad. Okay. So Adam having two dogs, he had to get his bring his dad along to handle one of them. So uh, uh, I would say that uh, dad probably got the – probably got this – didn't get his pick or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Adam handled May and – and Michael handled Lula here. Um, and then in cast number two, it was uh, uh, May, Adam Banks. May drew uh, the Trump dog with Eric Ant handling. Cast number three had uh, Nate Butler and Ranger uh, drew Superstar with Jason Vandergriff. And then Braden Neely handled uh, T, Sweet T, and Chad Smith had Bo. So that's how they drew out. So, yeah. Yeah. But in that... Uh, uh, in this round, like I mentioned, it was just and tough, tough going in this round. But, uh, uh, you know, and we're talking about how warm, 85 degrees. And then Saturday, two days later, it was barely 45 degrees there at yeah. the Nationals. Just crazy. Yeah, it was a big swing for sure. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the way, the way everything turned out, it was uh, 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 Lula ended up winning cast one with Michael Banks. And then May ended up being uh, winning cast two with Adam Banks, 
Superstar, uh, Jason Vandergriff won their cast up against Ranger, and then Sweet Tea, uh, Braden Neely won that cast. That made up the uh, the final the final cast. Yeah. Know? So Sweet Tea was kind of a a big name. You know, last year we have our Junior National Championship, which is like a, a lot of places they call them derbies, Derby Championship, and she won the very first Junior National Championship. So a dog under two years of age uh, comes back, and uh, she is in the final four of the Clash. Young dog, you know, it's like, wow, you know? Yeah, making a name for herself quick. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so I have the, the scorecard here uh, looking at here, but uh, that middle round was tough. But then the the towards evening when they went out, I think it was about 3 o'clock when they went back out, it's still warm. They went to a different spot, but those four dogs, and by the way, it was four males and four females. And the four females are the ones, all four made the final cast. I just noticed that. Wow, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so in the final cast, uh, they scored on, I don't know how many lines they scored here, but a bunch of them, uh, two, three, four, five, about five or six lines, I guess, that they scored in that final. They were stroking, I guess. I mean, went from really, really tough to having a really good final. I was a little concerned about it. but yeah. But in the end, as it turned out, Sweet Tea really put it on him. She scored six ninety five in an hour. That's not bad, especially after being your third <laughs> round of the day, is it? I know third round of the day, like you said, in, on a day like that. Yeah, six ninety five, and uh, so she ended up winning the cast. Uh, second was uh, Lady Lula with Michael Banks, who uh, uh, the dad he ended up uh, uh, placing runner up. He had four hundred plus there. And uh, Jason Vandergriff and Starr had three and a quarter, so they ended up third. And then uh, uh, fourth was uh, Adam Banks with Cold Country May. I don't know if you're going to mention it or not, but six of the eight dogs here, all from West Virginia, the other two from Michigan. Yeah. Pretty impressive for the West West Virginia crowd. It is, yeah. They had, uh, I I don't have the breakdown of how the top 32 uh, turned, turned out as far as from states, you know, but yeah, yeah West Virginia is pretty strong. Well represented. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Sweet Tea, she's the one that uh, gets the biggest part. The purse is $35,000 and it breaks down to first uh, first place gets uh, $10,000. So that was Braden Neely with tea. And then Lula, she took home five grand star for third, got 2,500. And then uh, fourth place was 1,500. And then the uh, four... Uh, non-winners in the semifinals. They each got a thousand bucks. So that was the four males: Bill, Trump, Ranger, and Bo. And then the other forty or twenty-four in the first round of non-winners. They each took home five hundred. Not bad. Not bad at all. You get started the weekend for those yeah, people. Yeah, just a just a good day, and it's a good way to do it out there. Those game lands are so big, you know, and there's a lot of rabbits out there, and good places to 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 run out there, but. Good way to do it. Just keep them out there. It's yeah. Just warm, I like you know? that idea. Yeah. No houses or roads to deal with. Just well, get out there yeah. and run. It is. It, it really was good. So, uh, but I want to take this opportunity and, and uh, thank everybody that was involved with all the judges that helped out with, uh, with this, all the guides and, uh, and uh, you know, congratulations to all the owners and handlers and everything. And, and thank all the owners that got their dogs qualified and, and uh, are supporting this program. Uh, Clayton Stark was there. We, you know, we use him for some of uh, some of our other programs as well. The Tournament of Champions, he does that, and he has a. Uh, you go on to Stark Outdoors, and you can see all the things he does. Such a great job with covering hound sports and going hunting with 
different dogs and things yeah. like that. Go check out his Some YouTube good squirrel page. hunting videos. He's got a really yeah. broad range of good hunting dog videos, period. He does. Sure does. Uh, but so he was there and he covered the event. He got a lot of footage from that final cast. And uh, um, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it'll be, uh, it should be out now. And at the time that uh, this uh, podcast airs, should be out. So be sure to check that out. We'll obviously have links on. Uh, and you can check out all of the winners, photos of the winners and all that on our Beagles of Field uh, Facebook page, as well as, as our uh, uh, website. So, uh, but we, we will also, like I said, we'll share Clayton uh, Stark's coverage of it. When that video comes out, we'll share all that stuff. But yeah, again, it was uh, too bad you couldn't be there for that first day of the clash. It was a good one. I know. That was our travel day, kind of. We uh, got, got a late start, and like you said, it was almost reaching the nineties in the in the truck on our uh, thermometer or thermostats. We were getting down there. I was like, my goodness, it's a yeah. long day out there for those people for yeah. three rounds and this stuff. But I'm glad to hear that they they held up good and had a really successful hunt that day. They did, yeah. So we get a lot of questions. You know, how do you qualify for this? You know, and then, like I mentioned, it's five cast wins in the UKC. You know, any licensed event anywhere where you can get a cast win that's in the calendar year. So for next year, you know, you just need to have five uh, here in 2023, which will qualify you for uh, the 2024 Clash of Champions. So any, anybody has any questions, you can go to our website and to the Hunting Beagle page and go to events and programs. And from there, you will see the Clash of Champions uh, logo. Click on to it and it'll give you all the information. So one of the things we always kick off the Nationals with is the uh, Thursday night banquet. It's a free dinner that we uh, have for uh, everybody in attendance. And then we also have some awards that we hand out. This year, again, we had a good crowd for it, and, uh, and the dinner was good. You didn't you, – you were there, but you didn't make it in time for the dinner, I guess. Yeah, we got there. We got checked in the hotel, and then we actually just sat down in a restaurant, and uh, you called, and did you make it down? I said, yeah, we just sat down in this restaurant. I was like, you should have came to the banquet. I said, I didn't know what time it started. I guess uh, I didn't uh, check into that part of it. I wasn't expecting to get to till Friday, but we came over to the fairgrounds, but you guys had just finished the banquet yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, like I mentioned, the, the awards, and one of the first things I uh, usually do here at this one is uh, I go over the, all the top reproducers in UKC for uh, uh, the current sires and historical, and then same way with the dams, current and historical. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, and then the first strike series, we uh, we award those winners. So uh, this year we had uh, our first strike series is broke down into two different categories, the, the senior kids, which are uh, 13 to 17 years of age, and then the 12 and under the, in the junior division. So we have three places for each one. So our uh, winners in 2022 was Brock Butler from Michigan here. And I want to say he's won this award about every year that he's been in it. You know, so he's been like the last four or five years. So, and then Eli Watson was second. He's from Indiana. And uh, and then Achilles Morrison also from Indiana. He and Eli are actually uh, buddies. And Achilles kind of slid in there in that third spot kind of in the last, uh, last couple months of the race last year. So, those were our three senior winners. And then our juniors was uh, uh, Braxton Owens from Missouri. He, you met him there. Yep. He was an, he's an energetic little guy. And then Raiden Katanka, we mentioned him, Jay Moore's grandson. He finished second. And then another uh, youngster from Missouri, Bentley Little. He was third. 
all six of these all six of these youngsters were there. They were. They were all, all there. over the yep. course of the weekend and just uh, real respectful. Uh, uh, good. You could tell they got a good future and uh, the program's got a good future with some of the youngsters you have in the program. Yeah. And you see quite a few of them out there handling dogs. Absolutely. It was, it was a good number really encouraging. Yep. So then the other thing is we uh, we were talking about the the Clash of Champions regionals. And each of those four regions, we also do recognize a winner and have awards for those regional winners. So we recognize them here at the banquet. And this year in Indiana, the regional winner for Indiana was Nate Butler. Uh, in Pennsylvania, region number two is Cody Rucker from West Virginia. Uh, in the Tennessee region, it was Jeff Stacy from North Carolina won that uh, region. And then out west in uh, in Missouri, Mike Roy won that one, and Mike couldn't be there. He's a uh, cattleman, and he's uh, got about fifty head of cattle having babies right now. Oh, so yeah. he said he's got about thirty more to go. So he kind of needed to stay home. But Brian Mudgett accepted his award. So those folks, uh, there's actually a pretty good prize package for that. They get a uh, the we have two dog boxes and two telemetry systems for each one of the four regions. Yeah. So. I saw Jeff already had on a jacket uh, commemorating the win. It just happened. There's a couple of weeks before this. Yeah. It's so a quick that, turnaround on that. It was. April 1st is when the regions were, you know. So, yeah, I got the jackets ordered, and they had them here in, in plenty of time. That's awesome. Come, yeah. Awesome to get to wear it in front of your peers just yeah. right there so, after the event. Yeah, so that's one of the things we passed or uh, that we uh, handed out to the winners. And so there's like four items that we give yeah. away, you know. So the first place winner, he gets, a, he obviously gets the jacket. And then there's two boxes they can choose from. Uh, they had a, a Owens dog box and then also a uh, uh, one from, uh, uh, gosh, I forget what, the Diamond Deluxe. Okay. So they have a choice of that. First two placements have a choice of that. And then the third and fourth place in each region, they get the telemetry system or whatever's left. Yeah. So, yeah. So that kind of that's kind of a big deal there, and then the uh, NHBA uh, they also have uh, do their awards here if they have any. So President Alan Newby did that, and this year they uh, recognized two uh, Hall of Fame inductees, which are deceased members. And uh, this year they recognized Mr. Coy Stacy, who's Jeff Stacy's dad. He was a staple in this program since day one, basically, and everybody knew. Say everybody, the younger folks may not, but. Uh, uh, Coy was uh, he was a good old guy and always uh, good to be around. Just a dog man, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. So his wife was there. You saw her. Yep. I think she was celebrating her seventy seventh birthday. Yep. She yep. came out for it. Yeah. Saturday. I think Very good to birthday. see her there. Yeah. And then the other uh, uh, member, a deceased member, they uh, recognized was Mr. James Jarrett. James is a is a. Uh, Fellow that he passed away about a year ago, so that was very unexpected. Just another good guy, so they recognized. So yeah, that was the uh, the uh, Thursday night awards banquet. While we're there talking about the NHBA, I, obviously all of the beaglers that that are listening to this are going to know be well versed in the NHBA. But real quick for any of the coon hunters or squirrel hunters or anybody in any other associations, uh, what a what a great association that was. It's the first time I've really been around on the National Hunting Beagle Association, I assume it's called. It is, yes. They had a great setup. They had great advertisement up. There was always somebody at the table to help. There was a lot of people at the table throughout the course of the weekend. I know they do a lot throughout the year as far as fundraising go. Uh, their NHB, NHBA days is a big hit. Uh, they always have great prize packages there. And and for any associations that may be uh, wondering on ways to raise money or to get involvement uh, from your membership, maybe a, a decent place to start 
start as far as calling them and having a conversation and, and see what they're doing to kind of drum up some, some different things. They seem like they'd be a good resource because they really have it going on there. Well, that's a good ob- observation. I know I've told you before that they do a great job with it and you got to see it firsthand, yeah. you know, and they have all those items. They're doing raffles all the time and great items too, you know, and and the folks are getting behind them, but that's what allows them to do have so many nice awards and you know, they have their own NHBA sectional series and and uh, their youth series. They have that, too. And they just give some outstanding awards. Not just that. They also do at the World Hunt each year. They have they give out 10 awards uh, for 10 drawings or what have you. And they're a huge prize. Yeah. You know, 10th is like a couple of Garmin systems or what have you. That's how big 10th is. Yeah. You know, first is, you know, I don't know, cash and a lot of other things. They just do a great job. I bet if you were to ask them just – the membership being involved is such a big part of that raising money. You have to have all hands on deck in order to raise money to be able to to provide prizes and, and opportunities for your membership. It's got to be more than just a handful of people doing the legwork. It is absolutely is the one thing they're so good at. I feel like is they have a, they're kind of careful in how they select their directors and make sure they've got directors in every part of the country yeah. that can go is able to be at some of their sectionals, you know and. And they do drawings there at these sectionals and, and uh, doing fundraisers and raising money you know, and all kinds of door prizes and stuff like that. NHBA is as solid as any as any organization out there. Yeah, and it would sure. be a good resource for for any uh, associations out there looking for some answers. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk about the hunt a little bit. The uh, nationals is uh, set up where it's a little different. You. Used to always enter dogs in advance, but we've changed that. This is now the second year we've changed it up a little bit, and it's it's, it's kind of neat and it's really working well. So we have a morning hunt on Friday and then an evening hunt, so an a.m. and a p.m. hunt on Friday, and then the same thing on Saturday. But and you enter in advance, but you don't actually enter a dog. You get a reservation for hunt number one, hunt number two, or a.m. and p.m. Friday, and you do the same thing on Saturday. But we only we max it out or limit it to 120 reservations or spots, what we call them, I guess, per hunt. So you'll want to get those. You get that on our website. And then you just enter whatever dog you want to hunt in whatever category. <laughs> and it works out pretty well. Now, you can hunt the same dog in any one or any two of the four available hunts. And you decide which one of those four. You mix it up. Yeah. Uh, so we have... Uh, the three categories, open register, champs, and grands. And then the fourth one is uh, the pup hunt. We also have a pup hunt. We call it the Junior National Championship. We mentioned uh, Sweet Tea won it last year. So this is was the second year for that. Now, the only thing is the pups, if you're entered in the uh, pup hunt, you have to, uh, you only have Friday for that, right. not Saturday. But other than that, so it's a little different. You saw how it uh, it is different. You're used to coonhound events, you know, big coonhound events. So it's a little different. Hey, I kind of, you know, it's uh, obviously the biggest difference there is you're not entering dogs. You're just, uh, again, you're res- you're reserving your entry, and I liked it. Uh, you kind of take out the aspect of having to change dogs from category to category mm-hmm. or owner to owner or this female came in here, yeah. this dog got injured. Uh, what I, and, and it made for a real smooth entry process. You know, we have a, we have a, a pretty good system in place, I think, as far as taking entries. Basically, just had to come up with their entry information and their measurements and uh we're able to enter them pretty quick there. Yeah. And the lines were flowing pretty quick. You and I think Gen- it went really well. Yeah, you and Jenna, your wife came down to help us with that and, and specifically to do those entries, you know, so they could come up to uh, uh, 
to you guys and didn't have to fill out an entry slip or anything, have their easy or their UKC number for the dog, and you got them entered, and uh, it's pretty easy peasy. It was. I think it went really smooth, and I bet uh, they appreciate not having to write out yeah. uh, entry slips all weekend. So it see, worked out pretty well. See, last year we did have them write out their entry slips, you know, and for ah, when it comes to pulling out dogs and everything, some of the handwriting is kind of hard to write or to read, I guess. And this just this pulls it directly from our system as their dog is registered. So you know how to run that system. That's another reason I wanted you to be out there. You have you're very familiar with it. Worked flawlessly. Yeah, I think it went really well. And the other thing I always look at, you know, we always talk about it up here. You know, we know how it works. If we make a mistake on our end, on the front end of it, it will show up, you know. And in four hunts, you know, after each category, I always ask anybody not been called, you know. How many times did a hand go up all weekend in four hunts? Yeah, that's always the most nerve-wracking question. Not if you don't see time. many hands, you feel really good about Not yourself. Not one time. That means you didn't uh, you you didn't make one mistake. We, for some reason, we had one guy enter his dog twice somehow, but that was the only little glitch we had. Yeah. No, I think uh, and that that's good. The hunters, uh, handlers are doing a good job too of making yeah. sure they got in the right category because that can sometimes cause for some issues pretty quick. But yeah. uh, it was good. Everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing, and that makes for an easy hunt. Yeah. So I mentioned we have 120 spots that we allow for each each hunt, and we had uh, we sold out Fridays AM and PM hunts were sold out. Saturday's morning hunt was sold out. I think we had what five or six maybe. Yeah, I think you said six. Yeah. But, so uh, I think somebody took one of those so, that's great so we ended up hunting you know uh, over 450 60 entries all weekend for the nationals yeah. then we also have the jackpots they're kind of fun you know somebody can enter a, if they want to enter a jackpot they can do that for 10 bucks and then uh, if you're a cast winner we put you in a drawing if that dog's uh, handler uh, was in the jackpot and then we do pull four of them out and split whatever money was in there, pay it all out. That's kind of a fun little deal. Yeah, it's kind of fun uh, ribbing with them a little bit as they're entering, trying to get them to to get in the jackpot. Obviously, we, all the money gets paid out, so, yeah. you know, no, you're not losing any money there at all. So, uh, but then, uh, well, I probably ain't going to win, but I guess I'll donate, and then they're going to, they end up winning 150-some bucks, yeah. and you're like, yeah, that, Worked out pretty well for you just to win a cast. Well, that or somebody didn't enter it, and then they won their cast, and then the next time they get, they do pay it, and then they, you know, it's kind of funny. It's a fun little game. It it adds just intrigue to the hunt, and it gives you a little more skin in the game. Why not if you're there? Yeah, yeah. We it's not we don't keep any of it. We just put it all out. Yeah. So let's. uh, So Saturday we have uh, the bench show. And uh, uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. This year we had Amy McDonald. Uh, she's from Wooster, Ohio. Used to uh, live out in Oklahoma. Used to work at United Kennel Club yeah. years ago. Uh, very, very well versed on confirmation choice. I think. I think she's been. We've used her before, but a, a good number of years she joined the show. So yeah, she came out, and um, you're familiar with her. Yeah, she's just obviously she did the seminar before. You have it on your list here to talk about, but. Uh, I was all ears on that too because she can has such a wealth. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and and the way that she can put thing into into terms that people understand, and it just makes sense. You know why I'm why am I judging like this? What makes sense for me as a handler to make sure I do? And honestly, I was impressed. You know, sometimes you can get into where yeah, the person's talking and the crowd may start having conversations elsewhere. And the, the crowd was really attentive uh, attentive to her, and they were paying attention to what she was saying. Yeah, and that just uh, shows that. She had some really good information that she was sharing. Yeah, she and she she did, you know. And I think if folks were listening, they could learn a great deal from. 
Absolutely. And just how to present a dog. Mm -hmm. And some of the simplest things, some things that if handlers don't know, they just don't know, you know, but if you're judging, you know, one thing that gets me sometimes if I'm judging and, and I'm watching a dog gate and they have their dog, the handler is between me and the dog. I can't see the dog. What yeah. I want to see. It's little things like that, that sometimes they just don't even really think about that much into this. But you know, those are all things that good handlers do, you know, exactly. not, you know, always keep the dog between you and the judge and, and a lot of other things, you know, it's just some, so uh, you mentioned uh, we had one new thing that we had that I wanted her to do the seminar for was this year we added a youth handler showmanship class. So this class had really nothing to do with the dog. It was for kids uh, 17 and under that were entered uh, in the show, in the licensed portion of the show. So after that show, they we had this showmanship class. And it's kind of a 4-H thing, I guess, if yeah. you will. You know, and um, and we split it up in two categories, the seniors and the juniors. So, again, 12 and under and then the 13 to 17 uh, uh, age class. And it, like I said, it had nothing really to do with their dog, but how they presented their dog to the judge. And that's why I wanted her to put on that seminar, you know, and kind of let the kids know what she'd be looking for. Yeah. Kind of what I liked about it is there were no kids that sat it out. Every kid that was there in attendance entered that showmanship show and was out there competing. And, and I thought I was impressed by that. Nobody thought to sit it out and yeah. you know, sit on the sideline or yeah. be embarrassed to do it or anything. They were out there and they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Well, I hope it's something that we can, can continue to do. And hopefully these kids learn some things here and, and, uh, you know, just do their homework at home. You know, it's, it's important that their dogs gate. You know, and just, I think we saw it, you know, when the regular show started, one of the first dogs come there, it's the concrete is kind of slick, you know, right. and one thing, you know, that, uh, good handlers will do, they will practice with their dogs a little bit, get them used to that environment a little bit long before the show starts. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just things like that, that are, you know, that are huge. Absolutely. You got to put them in yeah. uh, situations and, and get them used to those things well before the show starts. Yeah. So after the uh, after the, the, the regular show, which uh, you can go onto our uh, Facebook pages and, and our website, see all those winners and, and ultimately the overall or the uh, national grand champion, just like we have for the Coonhounds that you're familiar with yeah. at Autumn Oaks, we award the uh, national grand title to the class of grand champions in the show and in the hunt. And we do the same thing here at the Beagle National. Yep. You know, so, um, so the grand class is the one that kind of gets all the, the honors. Now we do have an overall in the show too. And that's only, that's the NHPA does a trophy for uh, the overall is what they do. Brought the category winners back yeah, to compete. the category winners back. But yeah. It's kind of like like uh, like you're used to seeing at Autumn Oaks, you know, all the marbles yeah. kind of goes in the grand class yeah. a little bit and uh, to award that degree. So the winner there was the uh, uh, was Angie Vandergriff with uh, with the Molly dog. Yeah, nice little dog. Nice dog. Nice dog for sure. So after that is when we had the uh, the uh, kids showmanship class, and uh, in the senior division we had Julia Wild, Emmett Whipke, Achilles Morrison, Eli Watson, Izzy Note, Brogan, Sampson, Coy, Jarrett, Connor, Mead uh, were in the senior class. Yeah. And that's a good number of kids that I was, honestly, I was surprised there were that many. So very pleased to see that. And we had a nice trophy for this class and also a hundred bucks for each division. Well, there you go. Or I guess it was a hundred bucks. I think it was a hundred dollar gift card to Cabela's. So, uh, 
So yeah, they uh, uh, in the end it was uh, Brogan Sampson, uh, Roy Sampson's daughter from West Virginia, was the winner in the senior division. Congratulations to Brogan. Absolutely, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, I know the one thing that the judge or uh, that yeah the judge mentioned in this class that uh, Brogan did uh, better than anybody else was paying attention to what the judge was doing or where the judge was. Right. And if the judge is looking at her dog or you know and, and always. If watching the judge and making sure his dog, her dog is presentable when the judge is looking at her. So sometimes in a tight division like this, it comes down to the smallest little subtleties. So you got to sure, be sure. paying attention is a big deal when yeah, you're in the ring. Yeah. So congratulations to Brogan. Good job. And really all the kids did a great they job. Did. There. They really did. And then in the juniors, uh, the 12 and under Raiden Katanka mentioned him, Braxton Owens, uh, Bentley Little, uh, Connor Blevins. Connor Blevins was one in the regular show. Uh, he had a he had a nice dog that was one about every class he put her in there, you know. And yeah. you, you saw that dog, and the judge really liked his dog. Yeah, you know. Now, uh, just well well put up, and wasn't he didn't have it all cleaned up, clipped up, and all this and that. But uh, I think kind of got his attention a little bit. You know, she really liked his dog. He did a great job. Uh, Harley Swagger the fourth, uh, Lily Wallace. Lily Wallace was uh, she was one of the first ones in the ring. Remember her, and had a nice little dog named Peanut. And yeah. uh, she, uh, her dad didn't know if if uh, if she was going to show or not, but she practiced a little before the show, and and she was comfortable. She did a, she great, did a job. great job. Great job. Great job. Sure did, and had that little dog looking good and paid attention to the judge. She did a nice job. She's going to be good at it if she continues to do this. But in the end, it was Braxton Owens from uh, Missouri that ended up uh, uh, being selected as the junior winner, and he is a he's a he's an excellent little hand. Yeah, that was fun to watch. His mom shows a lot, and he's he's learned a lot, and he's putting his knowledge to good use, and it paid off. So, uh, but yeah, again, I want to congratulate all those kids and, and uh, for participating and to the winners there. And then, like I mentioned, the uh, NHBA's award for the overall did, in fact, go to Connor Blevins with the lady dog that we just talked about. So, also want to uh, thank Amy for uh, judging the show and putting on the seminar and everything. Congrats to all the winners there. So, uh, let's segue over to, uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the pup hunt. Uh, yeah. This year, we had the second year for this junior national championship, had a solid entry this year and more entries than ever before. Last year, it was a big hit, and uh, and uh, we saw that uh, with uh, increasing pup entries this year. Really strong entry, both rounds on Friday. Yeah, you you took the entries for it. You know, those were the biggest classes by far uh, on Friday, twice as large, twice as many casts as any other category on Friday. Right. Well, they the you had a... Kristen Bundy and a couple of the gals taking uh, entries for it over to the side for the junior, and their their line was pretty long over yeah, there. They yeah. uh, they had they were getting a lot of traffic over there, and it, yeah. it showed. I think they hunted o almost 120 dogs over the two rounds. Is that they, right? They did, yeah, over 60 dogs a round. I think. Yep, yeah, they sure did. You know, and uh, uh, so that one is a little different. We do take the top 16 in each in the registered champs and grands top 16 in each category that go into a championship on Sunday after the four hunts. You know. Uh, but in the pup hunt, we've so far we've only done the top four instead of sixteen. So after Friday, we already knew who those top four were, and uh, they were uh, 
I've got the scorecard here, and those four dogs that ended up being in there this year was uh, Daniel Brown with a dog called Nothing Fancy Lunatic, um, uh, White Trash, a dog owned by Brian Hartram that was handled by Mark Irwin from local there, and then Heat 'em Up Black Widow, they call her Natty, that is owned by Mitch Gould and Jason Vandergrift, and then a dog named Stylish Woe Nelly, Tom Ingram, owned and handled that dog, and and these, we had four double cast winners in the pup hunt, uh, and they, those were the four that ended up getting in. So well, that worked perfect. Then. Worked perfectly, yeah. <laughs> so uh, while we're talking about this, uh, they, they uh, went out in the championship on Sunday morning and uh, uh, just the one round instead of two because there's only four. And they had a good hunt too. Um, and in the end, it was Heat 'em Up Black Widow with Jason Vandergriff and Mitch Gould, the owners, that won the pup hunt. So congratulations to them. They call her Natty, and uh, she is sired by Country Lane Hydro is the sire, and the dam is Big Meadows Country Lane Blackie. So uh, congratulations to Jason and Mitch Gould on on the Junior National Championship with Natty. So if it's any uh, if it's any indication of what happened to last last year's junior, well, I came back and won the clash. So we'll see what Natty can do. I guess <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So congratulations to them. Alan, we both had Daltra Pathfinder twos now for a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it. Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well. Dog Trip Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar of UKC. All right, Trevor, so let's uh, talk about some of the dogs that made it to the championship. Let's cover some of these uh, these finalists in the final cast. So we had 16 dogs um, that we took from each of the three categories, registered champs and grands. Right. And uh, uh, started with double cast winners uh, were considered first and then followed by single uh, high-scoring dogs. Um, so um, the dogs, uh, the other neat thing that I like about this that we started last year for the first time we have all the game lands around there that we have access to to use for the nationals. So it kind of worked out instead of sending casts out to private spots or whatever, and, and their casts all come back in and redraw and go back out. We just send all 16 in one category uh, to this area and the champs to this area and then the grands over here. And it has worked out. They just stay out there. They have a meeting spot. Uh, the cast winners come back to that meeting spot and regroup and go back out and they stay out there till everything's done. The two rounds are done. It has worked out awesome. Yeah, I like how you guys did that. And uh, I know this this weekend in particular, this weekend of the Nationals in particular, that was opening weekend for turkey season. Saturday um, was. I yeah. Think, yeah. And you think about uh, being out there on, on public land, there's probably a bunch of hunters out there. And uh, and the guys you had in that area did a great job of getting these beagles in the right territories to run, to be able to run, to be able to get after some rabbits. And and uh, shout out to all the guides and, and the coordinators for putting together a quality running. Yeah. And even then, like you mentioned, even with the turkey season coming in, they did a great job kind of oh, yeah. know, working around all that and having places. So registered, we sent to uh, – uh, Tri Valley, which is the same place we held the had the Clash Dogs on Thursday. Uh, Dave Hummel uh, was kind of we got had him set up, and he did a great job. They're getting all the casts out there, 
And then we sent uh, the field reps. Uh, Brian Mudgett uh, served as the hunt director out there. And so he went out with the cast to the meeting spot and everything. So Register went to Tri-Valley. Um, and uh, Champs went to the Cumberland, Ohio, to the AEP grounds over there. Uh, Ron and Dale Sailings. Now, that's about 40 minutes, maybe about 40 minutes from there. But uh, Ron and Dale, their brothers, uh, they're very familiar. They live right there. They drove over to Zanesville Sunday morning. You you probably saw them there just to make sure they uh, they get all their group over there. Forecast is what it is. Right. Uh, but I appreciate that. that Absolutely. They drove over to just to make sure, just makes it easier for all the hunters, you know, and get their, find their way over there. Then we also had Kurt Driggs from the area uh, to help Ron and Dale uh, get those forecasts and do the spots over there at Cumberland. And then Kevin Weaver, or one of our field reps, he was the hunt director there. Then the Grands, they went to the, the Salt Fork game area. And uh, Trevor and Corey McQueen kind of spearheaded all that and, and had uh, places set up for that. Alan Newby uh, was the hunt director over there. So appreciate all of those uh, guide coordinators helping those uh, different categories out there. So um, the in the Grands cast, or uh, let's start with the registered, actually. So as it turned out, uh, we had uh, A&P Taswell. Uh, Nathan Adams from West Virginia, uh, Ruger's Dead Ringer, Brian Hartram from there in Ohio, right local there, uh, Halfway Cash's Moneymaker, Stephanie Brown, and A&P Burton Gustard, Nathan Adams again, had two dogs in the final cast for Register. And uh, Stephanie Brown is from Indiana. So you, I don't know if you heard me mention or not when we called them out uh, from the grounds that morning. Uh, that she uh, she kind of hurt herself the day before, and she was she had busted her back, and she had several folks with her from Indiana, but nobody knew her dog. Right. So she you know she wanted somebody to go with her to handle her dog, but just didn't think she could even get around at all. So one of the biggest biggest things with moving around in a in a field trial or in a beagle trial here is to score lines. You know. Uh, it's just, it's, it's kind of simulated, a, you know, just uh, like a real rabbit hunt. Right. You know, the dogs jump a rabbit. They take it out, circle it around, bring it back. The shooter stays where they jumped it. And that's probably where the rabbit's going to come back to. Well, this is kind of the same thing. That's where you mark your line and you score dogs on line as they come through first, second, third, fourth. So when somebody, when they're looking for this rabbit coming back, they spread out a little bit when the dogs are coming back, the handlers do. And whoever, whatever handler sees the, sees the rabbit, they call line. You probably saw the shirts there. Yeah. This day, you know, so that's where that comes from. Right. Part of the scoring procedure in these, in these events. Uh, so that, but that's about the only part of when somebody calls line, you got to have majority over there at that spot to, to score the dogs. Otherwise you can't score the dogs. So that's the part where you might have to run over there as quick as you can to make sure you got majority. Well, just in Stephanie's case, if she can't make it over there, somebody, you know, you don't have majority there. That kind of messes it up for everybody. You don't get, nobody gets to score. Right. I so gotcha. we have this thing, and the reason I bring it up is we have this thing called inactive handler. So, and it works great for, uh, maybe it's kind of designed for older gentlemen, maybe, or older handlers that just can't move around very well. So they can declare to be an inactive handler. And what that means is when it comes to scoring lines, they don't have to be there. So in a in a four dog cast with one inactive handler, that majority now is two. Okay, I got you. So they they are not hindering the the cast. So that's why uh, 
she declared uh, uh, inactive to be inactive and uh, and actually had one of I think it was her daughter went with her to to actually physically handle the dog, catch the dog and turn it loose for because I could tell she was hurting. Right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, good option. Yeah. You know, so she goes out and wins the first uh, wins the first cast in the with Moneymaker, her dog Moneymaker. So, yeah. And is in the final cast. But yeah. So as it turned out here, uh, take a look at the scorecard here. Uh, as it turned out, uh, they had, uh, it was uh, that uh, Guster dog of Nathan Adams ended up placing first, scored 195. He placed first. The the ringer dog of Brian Hartram's ended up second. Third uh, was the uh, Stephanie Brown that we were just talking about with uh, halfway cash as moneymaker. And placing fourth was the Tazwell dog of Nathan Adams. Two dogs in the in the finals placed first and, and fourth. So, nice. Yep. So yeah. So congratulations to uh, to them. A uh, uh, and P Burton uh, Gustard is it was a single registered dog that we don't have the sire and dam listed for him. But uh, uh, congratulations again to Nathan. He's from Barbersville, West Virginia. He's the, he won the registered. Very impressive yep. weekend. Yep. yep. Congratulations to him having two dogs there in the final. So move on to the champions finals. We have. Uh, we had the four dogs in that was uh, heat 'em up Gus Gus, uh, Josh Ware and Mitch Gould, uh, straight ball and new new school Joe Cool Roderick Mosley from Missouri. Now here's kind of a cool story here. Uh, Roderick's wife, uh, forget what right now. Tammy. Tammy. I yeah. apologize, but Tammy. This was the first time she'd ever handled a dog. No kidding. And she got uh, I think two cast wins on Joe Cool. She did, and that's what got him into the top sixteen. Windsor cast in the no, she just got the one cast win, but then she she won her first round on Sunday morning here in the championship and gets her gets Joe Cool in the final four. Not a bad start. No, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. So she was tickled, you know. So and then we had Drews Creek uh, Lady Lula, which we mentioned about dog that was in the clash finals. Uh, Adam Banks and uh, Mike Banks there. And then another one that we talked about was Heat 'em Up Sweet Tea, who mm-hmm. won the clash. Yep. She is in this cast. And here we talk about a dog, Sweet Tea. Look at her. She she was in three rounds on Thursday in the clash, wins the clash, comes back. She is a double cast winner, uh, wins two rounds, you know, Friday, Saturday, or whatever, you know, between those four hunts. She won her two casts there, comes back in the in the finals on Sunday and wins the first one. And fell just short there in the final cast. So what a you know junior national championship this year wins the class, comes back in, and is in the final cast of the champion division nationals. Sounds like she's the right kind. Oh man, I'm telling you, that's uh, for the breeders of you know that's got that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Nevertheless, a uh, Gus Gus is the one that ended up winning the cast with a score of three eighty five plus. Second was the the new uh, new school Joe Cool. Uh, with Tammy uh, Mosley, third was uh, Lady Lula, and then fourth was Sweet Tea ended up. But nevertheless, good showing. But yeah, Gus, Gus, congratulations to Josh Ware, Cody Rucker, Mitch Gould uh, on the win with Gus, Gus. It was Mitch that came out. He wasn't actually at the uh, at the Nationals uh, until Sunday morning. Hmm. Which those guys, uh, they had several dogs in and they needed some more handlers. So Mitch <laughs> and uh, I think Derek Bowen came out to handle a couple of them. And, and Mitch ended up winning the cast here. But Gus Gus is a uh, 2020 model. He's sired by Logan Elm Black Butcher. 
and is off of uh, Grand Hunting Beagle Champion 3 Heat em Up Hailstorm. And that mama there, I've seen her go a bunch, and she is a good, solid female. Yeah. So, Gus Gus, he gets it honestly. So congratulations to them. They won the champion division. So um, the grand uh, grand division, um, that's always just like we were talking about autumn oaks for coon hounds. You know, a lot of emphasis is put on that. There's a there's a degree to win in this category, you know, and it's a big deal. And, you know, all the best grands in the country come out to it. And and uh, as it were, we had uh, the three dogs that were in it were was uh, the – TNT's three MC chief, Trevor and Corey McQueen, heat em up superstar. We mentioned her from, from the clash, you know, right. went quite a ways there in the clash. And then, uh, actually in the, was it, was it the clash or the pup hunt? Clash, I guess it was. Yeah. And then JJ Emerald blue, a dog uh, owned by Joe Merritt from Indiana was in the world finals, uh, in 2021, I guess it was, um, in, in, uh, in Ohio, Joe Merritt there. And D'Agostine's Cold Winter Breeze. Breeze has been doing a lot of winning here lately with Owen D'Agostine. And uh, so she made it in the final cast. And uh, according to the uh, scorecard here, it looks like, uh, as it were, it was a close one. 100 plus, two dogs with 150 plus, and the winner had 170 plus in that final cast. So uh, as it ended up, fourth place was Owen D'Agostine with Breeze. And third was uh, Joe Merritt with Blue. Uh, second runner-up was Heat Em Up Superstar. Derek Bowen uh, handled that dog for Josh Ware and Cody Rucker. Ended up second. And the winner was uh, TNT's 3MC Chief, Trevor Corey McQueen. Handled by Trevor. And I think you and I did a podcast uh, maybe several years ago, when we, or several years ago, uh, several months ago or a month or two ago. We were talking about the Hall of Fame dogs, right? Yep. And Chief was one of those. Yep. Well, Chief was uh, Chief won the World Hunt in 2018, I believe it was. Uh, he's just won everything there is to win, and is uh, is uh, one of the four current Hall of Fame dogs. Just in basically any event there is to win, uh, and I think in the last episode that. Uh, Nicole and I did episode 47. I mentioned Trevor said that the clash is going to be his last go. And he was in the top 32 of the clash. He didn't get out around number one there at the finals, but uh, 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 Trevor said that was going to be it for him. But here he had an entry that he didn't have a dog, and the only dog he had to, that he could put in it was Chief. So he made, he's going to put him in the Nationals one last time. And look at him. He ends up winning it. I don't know if he has room for another title on this line here. It's going to be a two-line dog here now. Yeah, so he'll add another line to it. And, uh, oh, wow, you know, yeah, performance champion, world hunting beagle champion, grand champion, grand hunting beagle champion, Hall of Fame. So add this national grand champion. And what an accomplishment this. What a this, career. Uh, it's just, it's it's crazy. And congratulations to uh, to uh, Trevor and Corey on that. You know, uh, Chief was a 2014 model. Uh, sired by TNT's Cooperstown, and his his mother is 3MC Chloe. But uh, that uh, dog has just done so much, and it's good to see some an old dog like him go out like this. You know, it's, right? Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, the highest the highest of high note there. Yeah. So, well, that said, I think uh, let's wrap this thing you, up. You had but, talked about a lot of the pedigrees there. Did you have the pedigree for the dog who won the clash? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was. Uh, uh, 
sweet tea. We didn't uh, didn't have that earlier, but yeah, sweet tea is the the clash winner, the ten thousand dollar winner. Uh, Braden Neely had handled her, and uh, like I mentioned, she was the junior national champion winner last year. Came back, wins the clash. She is sired by Big Meadows Black Eagle, and her mother is always also a good one. She won some of the uh, a junior series back in the day. And ended up also winning the national grand title uh, at the nationals, and that is Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Shenango Heat 'em Up Princess. Very nice is her mother. So that dog has produced uh, a lot of good offspring. Sweet Tea is one of those. So again, congratulations to uh, Mitch Gould and and Braden Neely with that big win there. So, yep. but yeah, that said, I want to thank everybody who uh, who supported the clash and came to the nationals and uh, it was good to have you there helping this year again as well so i hope you hope jenna uh, enjoyed it as well she was and invested on the way home she was looking on the forums to see who had won the the rounds there on sunday so she was she was fully invested yeah so yeah check out all the the photos of the winners on beagles of field and you can go onto her website as well and see how uh, everyone placed again but congratulations again and uh and that kind of that kind of wraps up the spring season for our hunting beagle format. There'll be more events and and everything, obviously, but there's some state championships still coming up. But as far as the first three of the big five are now uh, in the record books, and and uh, but uh, congratulations to everyone. Thanks for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops podcast. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes.